have one life, and if we dream, it's mostly, it's all about what will happen to our life. But my friend, tonight, we will talk about that the only life that we have is not about me. It's not about us. In Matthew 13, 44 to 45, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So the kingdom, the kingdom dream is about the kingdom of God ruling in our hearts. Let us pray and ask for God's guidance. Father God in heaven, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we humbly come before your throne. Hide me, O oh God. Let my weaknesses be hidden, but your strength be manifested, O oh Lord. Let your word be my word. And Father God, let everyone's heart be entwined to your heart. Lord, I pray that we will not just be emotional about our own dreams, but we will come to know and understand what is your dream for us. So we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. So what does really the kingdom means? Number one, it says that the rule of Jesus Christ on earth or in one's life, it means that God reigns over us. And then the kingdom, of God, the kingdom means there are subjects or it, it is us, the church. And number three, the blessing and advantages that flow from living under Christ's rule. If we want to subject ourselves to someone, do you like to be subjected to someone that's lower than you or not powerful enough. So if we talk about the kingdom, we focus on the king. Otherwise, if you don't know the king, you, we will not know as well what the power does he, and we might be insecure, we might be in doubt. But the kingdom is all about the king and his subjects moving according to his will. There is only one through God, almighty, great, and good. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah 45, 18, it says, For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who formed the earth and made it. He established it, and he did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. He is saying that the king is only one king, God is only one God. Sometimes we can create our own God. And the saddest thing is sometimes we make ourselves our own God. And that is very less unfortunate. But by his grace, he reveals himself to us. And number two, God created everything for his glory. So what kind of king is he? He is the king who created you and me, who created the heavens and the earth. And there's no other than him who is powerful. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance as our way of life. 
And number three, our purpose is not for ourselves, but to fulfill the kingdom dream. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. The kingdom dream is for everyone to be re reconciled to God in Christ. This is the dream why Jesus died on the cross. His only dream is for us to be reconciled to God because we lost it when Adam fell. But because of Jesus who died on the cross, we have been reconciled. As we enter into a, our new beginning, what is that that we're gonna step on and what will be our foundation? My friends, that is the kingdom dream and for us to be reconciled to Jesus, to God himself, and for others to be reconciled as well. So as we start a new beginning in our life, what are the aspects that we have to cultivate? Number one, we should have a servant heart. Just like when we found the, the greatest treasure, which is the kingdom of heaven, we become the servant of the kingdom. And if we are a servant, we are a subject to the king. And in 1 Corinthians 9:19, for though I may be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. Paul is talking about serving others so that we will be able to win them for Jesus himself. And so that we'll be able to fulfill the dream. So as we serve, you know, sometimes when we serve at the ministry, it's really good that we're feeling good because we're doing something good. There's so much good in there. So, you know, like, it feels good. But then God is saying that it does just not end there. Ministry does not end when we feel good that we are doing good. But ministry is fulfilling the kingdom dream, which is reconciling humanity to the kingdom of heaven, to God. You know, like in pop-up, we, we feed them, but it doesn't end there. We want people to be reconciled to God because that's why we are doing what we are doing. We have our three nanais from gig. We call them nanai because they are moms, you know, if you're in a certain age, we call, we call everyone mom. But then I'm happy that you're here, that it's their first time to be in the church. And Christ-centered. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. You know, it's so easy to get stressed, to get wary of what we are doing if our master does not give us a salary. You know, sometimes you do things because of a higher pay. You do things because you get something out of it. But I'm just gonna encourage you that the kingdom dream that does, that does not just give you material things, physical, emotional, but above all, it gives us eternal things. 
it gives us eternal life. That's why it says that when he found the treasure, he just abandoned everything and bought the kingdom of God, that hidden treasure. My friend, what is the greatest possession that you have right now that you are ready to give up for the kingdom dream? And number three, serve with God, not just for God. Sometimes we always say, I'm doing it for God. I serve God. I, I do this for God. I, I used to say that all the time. And I feel good, you know, like I'm doing it for God. But there are times that comes, I get tired. I get weary. And then I ask, why? Lord, I'm doing this for you. Why am I getting depressed? Why am I getting discouraged? Why am I getting frustrated? Why am I getting sad? Because that doesn't happen, this doesn't happen. But God told me, my child, you have to do it with me. You have to do it with me. Otherwise, if you do it for me, then it turns good. Oh, you feel good. Because you get the credit. Because you do it for me. But if you do it with me, and it turns out really good, which is really, really good, then you will say, oh, you're just so amazing, God. You did it. You did it. So that's in Isaiah 41, 13, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not fear, I will help you. Why do we get scared? Because we do it for God. But once we do it with God, we will not have fear. You will be fearless. Why do I worry? Because I do it for God. But if I do it with God, God is so powerful, I don't have to worry. Why, I don't, why do I get grumpy when someone does something not good to me? It's because I'm doing it according to my will. But my friend, as we fulfill the kingdom dream, as we do with God, let us remember that it's not about us. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. In our heart, it should be, it's not about me. But in God's heart, it's actually all about us, about his great love for us in John 3.16. You know, love is such a wonderful thing that when you give it, you, when you give up yourself, it will return to you. You know, the God that we know is not a selfish God. He is not the God that who thinks it's just about me. <laughs> you know, although in our heart, we should always say, it's not about me, but it's about you, God. But you know what? God is hugging you and saying, my child, my love for you, it's all about you. So let me encourage you, my friends, that as we step on that new beginning, let us forget ourselves, but rely on the king who says that it's all about us. Why did Jesus come on earth and died on the cross? It's not for God. It's not 
for Jesus, but it's because of the love that he has for us. It's the love that he has for us. So what is the kingdom dream that we should be fulfilling? It is reconciling people to God. And how we do, do we do it? Just like what Jesus did, he did it with love. And with love, there is no force. With love, there is no manipulation. With love, there is nothing thinking about own self. But it's all about giving. It's all about flowing, 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 and flowing. So as we begin our new beginning, sometimes we'll think, oh, I'm so frustrated. I was thinking, Lord, it's my new beginning. But why are you saying, it's actually not about me? But God is saying that it's about God in our life. Because if he is with us, we can do things that we cannot do on our own. Things that others cannot even imagine that we can do. And not even yourself that you can imagine that you can do. Before I finish, I just want to share a miracle that just happened just very recently. I had a dream before, and I had a vision, but it turns out to be really bad. It turns out to be really sad. I mean, I pray I won't get emotional. But have you ever, ever asked the Lord, why would you give something that will turn out to be like so damaging and so ruining? Why would you give something that will make me cry and will make me really sad. Why would you give something that will ruin the dream that I've dreamt because it's not according to your will? I dreamt, bef I wanted before to have a full-time job, so I applied and then I got hired. But along the way, God, God told me, that's not the dream that I want you to do. This is not the dream that I want you to do. You know, before I've been telling you that I was a cleaner, an age care worker, and I became a lifestyle officer, and then someone gave me the opportunity to, to work as full-time. But I just said no. And it's so hard to think of that kingdom dream because of everything that's happening. But God, through the Friendship Cafe, has reinforced again his encouragement to me. I have decided before that no more gig. Why will I do gig? You know, like, why will I ever do ministry? You know, if people will just say this and that to me, I don't really care. You know, let's just stop it. I'll just work full time and I'll get my money. But God told me different things. I'm sorry if I'm, you know, like I'm talking like a testimony, but this is God's miracle in my life 
And I wouldn't be standing here if it did not happen. Because even preaching, I got so discouraged that I don't want to preach anymore. I don't want to stand because I'm so hurt and I'm so discouraged. But because of what happened through this, God has reinforced that kind of strength. That's when he told me, do it with me and not just do it for me. Because I've been doing it for him. But then he said, do it with me so that you will never, never feel frustrated again. We had a friendship cafe, and I want to share you the miracles that happened there. The fridge came, the TV came. We have the, the promised Nespresso. Pastor Ben said that the porters will give the Nespresso, but it did not arrive. There's a machine, the coffee machine. There's the mugs. It arrived all for free from all people. I will not mention everyone. But then I said, Lord, if this is really what you want me to do, I gave up the contract that I am about to sign just to establish the cafe and to continue also my studies and doing what I am doing. But I'm still working part-time. That Sunday, if you remember when Pastor Ben called me and Andrew and we stand up there, I prayed, Lord, if this is really what you want. The cafe has no coffee grinder. And how can we start if there's no coffee grinder? We cannot put the coffee in the machine like a hole. I'm not a barista, so I'm not very technical about it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no coffee grinder. And I said, I'm not going to buy it, Lord. You have to show to me that it is really from you. We are opening on Tuesday, and it was Sunday when Pastor Ben prayed for us. And I was praying, Lord, we will open if you provide the grinder. But I'm not going to buy it, and I'm not going to ask anyone. I'm not going to say to anyone, but lo and behold... After the service, someone gave an envelope to Andrew. And you know how much it's in there. It says, Andrew and Norfei, Tuesday program. That's the cafe. 50 bucks. And you know how much is the coffee grinder? 49.95. So I still have a savings of five cents. <laughs> you know? So... And I just cried and cried and cried because, you know, for, for some people it might be a coincidence, but for me, I know and I know and I know that God is with me. No matter how broken. I don't want to cry. That's what Andrew told me. Don't be emotional. <laughs> and, I have, and I have to, you know, like remind myself all the time because I'm always emotional. But God, you know, the God who is telling us about the kingdom dream, who is saying that it's not about us, is telling you right now 
that his love is all about us. His love is all about us. God will give you what you need when it's needed. We may have so many dreams that has you know, unfulfilled, especially when you're 70. You know, you'll go back and then you'll say, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I, I could have done this. I could have done that. But my friends, right now, God is telling you, you have a new beginning. You have a new beginning. <laughs> you have a new beginning with God. And it doesn't matter how many gray hairs you have. It doesn't matter how many, you know, how many numbers you have on your birthday cake. <laughs> it's just about our heart. It's just about our heart. And the God that is asking for our heart is the God who gave up his only son for us to share eternity with him. I may not know what you need. I may not know what your dream is. But right now, God has a promise. A promise that you have a new beginning. And you have the mission to fulfill that kingdom dream for everyone to be reconciled. Just like what Martin Luther said, he has a dream. My friends, what is your dream? I have a dream that one day all the Filipino groups will be in one place. No more negative stuff. No more envying. No more gossiping. I have a dream that the Lefevre Peninsula will reconcile to Jesus. I have a dream that all the in Australia will come to know Jesus. Let that dream be our dream. And let our vehicle to fulfill that dream is our heart. Let the love of Jesus be our vehicle in pursuing that dream. You know, people have masteral, doctoral, so that they fulfill the dream. But I encourage you, let us, let us have a masteral with Jesus himself. Let us have a masteral of love of, with Jesus himself. And if you want to share on that kingdom dream, if you want to share that kind of dream with Jesus, I encourage you to let us pray and stand up on your feet like a sign of surrendering to Jesus and let us all pray Father God in heaven in the name of Jesus Lord truly that you fulfilled the dream that humanity will be saved but let that dream be in our heart oh God and let that dream be in us and Lord, truly, it's not about us. It's not about us, oh God. But we thank you because your love is all about us. You are the God that is for us and will never forsake us. And Lord, we thank you for everyone. We thank you that 
everyone in this place will have a dream that the Lefebvre Peninsula will reconcile to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And let us all be united in fulfilling that dream. We thank you, Lord, for Pastor Ben and Julie for their leadership in the poor church. And we also pray for all the full gospel churches in this area, O oh God, that we will be united, that we will be united, O oh Jesus, because we work with you and not for you. Thank you, God.